Hey everyone, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations podcast where we believe everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. Our goal is to encourage these types of conversations for our audience to listen to. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Today, I have the privilege to speak with Carrie Leaf. She is a mindset coach and a psychotherapist. She is specialized in behavior change, emotional healing, and helps boost self-confidence in others. She's looking to release a book called Therapize Yourself, Choose to Heal and Find Your Truth. So Carrie, thanks for coming on. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and what you have for us today. But could you start with giving me some background on how you became a mindset coach and why uh, you are where you are today. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me here. Um, so I have a, a long background in, in psychotherapy and in um, psychology counseling. So my undergrad was in psychology. My master's is in marriage and family therapy. And um, I own a college in New York. And since then, I have jumped around to a whole bunch of settings, um, some community mental health, residential um, services. I've worked in the hospitals. I've worked um, for the military, um, substance abuse, and now in private practice So, and on college universities. So I've been um, kind of around to a whole bunch of different places. And then, you know, in the past, I'd say five to seven years, kind of more landed towards my nation, my area, and that's how I got here today. That That's great to hear. Uh, I love that, obviously, you've put in a lot of work to where you are today, and uh, it's always good to see when people are successful based off what they put into things. So I kind of want to ask, what is it that a mindset coach or, I mean, I had to actually look up how to say this, a psychotherapist uh, <laughs> actually do? Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, there's, you can kind of split hairs, but so the therapy piece of it is going to be more, that's a little more broad. And um, we're looking at a variety of things and looking back into people's past a lot of times. That's, that's a lot of the ways you can, or one of the ways that you can separate therapy from coaching is, you know, um, the short of it, therapy is going to go back into the past and more into specific mental health things. Coaching is going to look now and into the future and goals and assume that um, your mental health is well balanced. So I do a little bit of both. Um, when it comes down to the mindset where I'm focusing with the mindset coaching is working on identifying any negative belief systems that um, people may have developed in their life and then identifying those, clearing those out and reprocessing those to have healthier, positive belief systems. Um, and there's, there's this big intertwine, you know, between therapy and coaching, you know, so in, for the purpose of this, I'll just consider it one, but, you know, working with people's past experience of what they've developed with their thinking patterns. And then, um, the, the cognitive behavioral therapy or theory behind that is what I, what I think leads to what I feel leads to what I do. So changing those thought patterns and then getting a different behavioral result. Okay. Yeah. Thank you uh, for getting more in depth and letting people know what is it that they do. So you mentioned that there was common uh, things that you see. What are some of those things that you find that are common in other people that they tend to struggle with and you need to change that behavior? Well, 
it, let's, well, there's a couple different ways we could go into that. Um, so the, the thing is, I, I see people for issues across the board. I mean, people might come in for a zillion different reasons. A lot of common ones are um, anxiety, trauma, career, relationships. Those are in um, depression. Those, you know, would be the top ones. Um, and I work with them all. But the thing, the thing behind that is generally, you know, every case is individual, but generally behind all of those issues, no matter what, what they're, they're dealing with, there's a negative mindset. There's a, there's a belief system, a limiting belief system holding them back. And so there's a whole bunch of common, common limiting belief systems that we have too. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. Something's wrong with me. Um, you know, I'm not safe on and on and on. So there's, there's some kind of common ones in those, in that theme as well. But at the end of the day, it, it really, you know, in my years of practice, I've been doing this for, you know, over a decade and it didn't matter what setting I was in. It didn't matter what age I was working with. It didn't matter, you know, what issue I was working with. There were just some basics that I was going to need to work on with everybody, regardless of who they are or what they were coming in for, you know, and that would come down to integrating, you know, the mind, body, spirit and, and identifying that negative belief system. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So could you kind of uh, walk me through like how, what is your process? So like, let's say that someone comes to you for, uh, you mentioned career, let's say they come in to try and get out of that negative uh, mindset of what they're doing in career, their career, what would be your process in identifying what they struggle with and moving forward? Yeah. So step one is always, I want to know everything about you, your whole life, you know, what made you who you are? Where'd you grow up? What are your fam? What's your family like? What, you know, were the dynamics there? You know, just everything that you've been through, um, physical health, mental health, like all the things, the big events in your lives, the relationships, those kind of things. So I can kind of get the big picture and see if I can connect some dots there. Um, so I'm want to do the assessment and we want to scan for environments that maybe, you know, could be holding you back or contributing to an issue that's keeping you stuck. Um, and so I look at the basics, you know, well, like I said, the, the big full picture of your whole life, but then also some of the basic ones are also like, how are you treating your body? So how are you eating? Are you exercising? You know, are you getting enough sleep? Um, you know, and then are there mental health symptoms? Are you experiencing anxiety? What, what are those symptoms, you know, racing thoughts, you know, things like that. And then we want to look at, you know, your belief system, spirituality, religion, whatever that might mean to you, um, and see where you're at in those areas. And then there's other environments to scan and evaluate as well. Like, how are you doing in your relationships in general? Are there patterns there? How are you doing with your finances? Like, what areas, you know, are causing problems or lacking or, you know, major stressors for you. So we're going to start there because we need to get you as well balanced, well grounded as we possibly can before we jump into the deeper level stuff like the negative belief patterns. So if you have a more solid foundation and you're, you're, you know, kind of balanced and integrated mind, body, and spirit. Like I've scanned these environments. I've improved my sleeping. I'm eating better. I've started to work out. Um, I'm learning coping skills. I'm, you know, attending to my spirituality. Like I'm, I'm balancing out these areas Then I have a solid, a stronger foundation to delve deeper into 
what might be the biggest problem. So like, let's say, you know, if you use your example, it's career, um, you know, that could mean a lot of different things, but maybe um, I can't, I'm stuck. I can't move forward. I don't have the confidence to go to the next level. Once we have that, that solid ground, then we can jump in and, and figure out what is the negative belief system often subconsciously holding you back from going to the next level in the career. And so with that, we got to dig into, you know, more the body and the feeling of it, because sometimes people are aware consciously of like what they're telling themselves in their head. But a lot of times it's, it's subconscious and the head and the heart don't line up. I might know, I, I might know that like, for example, I'm good enough, or I could get that promotion or whatever. But that doesn't mean that I feel it in my heart. That doesn't mean I believe it inside, right? So that's a little bit of, that that was a lot thrown at you there. But that's, that's a little bit of the process. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for that. I, I mean, just walking through that process, what spoke to me, it was the actual like having balance in your life. Because that's actually something uh, that I think is big, just with people I've interacted with. Cause I mean, I've started a couple businesses and something that has been big for me is like, Hey, you need to maintain balance. You need to maintain your health. Cause the number one thing I've seen, uh, CEOs, presidents, whatever you want to call them, they've come to me and they're just like, never give up your health. Cause that's their one regret is they're like, we sacrificed our health and now we're paying for it. Like they're just telling me they're like, even if you're, don't get an hour of work and you fall behind, it's totally worth it because you can still do the fun things and all that. So I, I like that you mentioned balance there, but I also, I, I'm just kind of uh, came to me just real quick, but uh, I recently had, I think it was two, three weeks ago. I had a uh, Beth Shaw on, I don't know if you know her. She was, she's a yoga, she started yoga fit and she's big on uh, connecting the mind and the body. And I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. How would you help someone connect their mind and body? Yeah, and, and that's a big, vague question, right? And I think that you could get a lot of different answers from a lot of different people. Um, my experience with that and how I work with that is really, you know, you hear people say this all the time, but what does it mean? But to get people to sit with their feelings and, you know, someone tells you, oh, sit with that okay, you know, like, what's that mean? What do I do with that? So sit with that to sit with your feelings. You know, oftentimes our our body gets that we get a physical um, reaction to what we're experiencing before we're able to process what what identify what is this emotion? What am I feeling? You know, we I might feel um, I might feel anxiety physically before I can identify like I'm anxious, right? Because of the mind body and how it communicates. So when we get those physical feelings, we want to jump out of them. Or if we even get the emotional feelings, we want to jump out of them because they're uncomfortable. We don't like them. Like make that go away. I want to think something else. I want to do something else. I just want to escape it. It's uncomfortable. So the sitting with it is allowing yourself to think about it, to feel it emotionally, but at the same time, identify where you're experiencing it in your body, because then you're able to integrate those and identify, okay, here is where and what anxiety feels like for me or depression or what have you. This is what this feeling, this emotion feels like physically for me. 
And then if we can continue to sit with it, you know, I'll walk people through and I'll have them walk through and sit with it for 30 seconds. What do you, what do you feel? What's it feel like in your body? Where is it at? Okay. Another 30 seconds. What, what feelings, what thoughts, what emotions are coming up with you? Okay. Can you identify the physical feeling? What's it look like? The temperature, the texture. So we really get to know what our body experiences at the same time as our, our mind. And the more we sit with it, 30 seconds, another 30 seconds, another 30 seconds, it doesn't take that long before we realize like, oh, this, this feeling isn't going to kill me. Like I can sit through this. I can sit with this. And in fact, if I do, if I actually face it, if I actually feel it emotionally and physically, it starts to dissipate. It starts to fade off a little bit. And it's not as intense as we allow it to be when we actually address it. Yeah, I I like the thoughts that so you that was uh, a lot, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry about it. So I, I like the thoughts that you gave there. I know it was pretty vague there, but I just want to introduce the audience here. So uh, it's almost like it's I, I don't know if I'm using the right word here, but self awareness is a big role of if you're aware of what's happening in your body, in your mind, and then your surroundings environment, then I think you'll actually be able to, you know make good decisions, progress yourself to where you want to be. So I kind of want to, cause I, I, I bet this is probably a part of your process. I kind of want to hear this. And do you do, you, first off, I'll ask this. Do you set, do you have, when you're working with people, do you have people set goals of where they want to be and where, who they want to become? Yeah, definitely. A goal, a, a goal helps us like have obviously something to work towards, but understand their values, right? Because what matters to one person isn't going to matter to the next. So the goals do matter a little bit. Sometimes what's a little bit tricky about that is people aren't always clear or they might be going after goals that aren't really truly in line with what them their true selves. Maybe they're going after a, a goal to um, you know, gain status or approval from someone. So we do want to evaluate what's your goal and why we want the why behind it. But absolutely a goal is who you are now and who you want to be gives us that direction of what we're, we're wanting to work towards, but we want to examine the goal and where it comes from as well. But you're, I mean, you're spot on with the self-awareness piece. Absolutely. Cause so many of us are walking around out here, you know, sleepwalking through life and just going on autopilot. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I listened to uh, this guy. I mean, he's popular among uh, people that, especially Instagram influencers. He's uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm sure you've heard of him. But he, I, I just remember when he talks about self-awareness, there's just something about him where you're just like, this guy gets it. Like he is so, like he, he's able to do what he does and make the decisions he does because he's self-aware. And I think, it just gives you that much more of an edge. I mean, especially, I, I know I'm probably talking from a business perspective, but it just gives you that edge to say, hey, I, I'm just that much more because I'm aware that this is happening. So I, I like that you were touching on that. So uh, I kind of want to get a little more in depth here. So what, uh, what, is there, was there, a, how did you become to, sorry, let me rephrase this. So how did you, uh, become like how did you work through to where you are today so like was there something that just came to you and you're like hey I want to do this 
or was it a mentor, like a specific person? Who was it that kind of influenced you in this direction? Um, you know, a lot of different things. You know, well, my dad is a, was before he retired a high school guidance counselor, and he was a professor at the community college. So, um, psychology has just been central to my upbringing, anyway. You know, in the way that he conducted himself, in the way that our household, you know, and talking about feelings and those kind of things. So. I, I knew since middle school, I would be in the psychology field and then, you know, life experiences, whether, you know, my own or my experiences with my clients have been, you know, so since I knew I would be in this field at a young age, but then, you know, like I said, I've been a lot of different places and the road has winded a different, a lot of different ways. Um, and, and the one thing that really has stuck with me, I guess the two things is that, that healing has to be holistically. It has got to have a holistic approach. You've got to look at the mind, body, spirit. You can't tackle one and forget the rest and know yourself and feel whole and healthy all around. And and then the other part, like why I why I center on mindset is because that power of the subconscious is this it's it's crucial. You know, it's 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 our driving force. You know, what we're aware of isn't the majority of, of what, how we operate, we're operating off our subconscious. And so we want to really clear out the negative patterns in our subconscious and reprocess and rewire those to healthy, positive belief systems. So then our, our autopilot, when we go on autopilot is coming from a healthy and healed place and not a, you know, not past trauma or just from familiarity and what we know. Okay. Yeah. Th- thank you for that. That was a great point. I I think a lot of people could actually benefit from that. So I kind of want to uh, touch on this real quick. And that's, I mean, I, I like where we're going with the awareness and I want to kind of get more on your thoughts. Like uh, when you were mentioning the subconscious and clearing that out, what, what do you mean by clearing like negative thoughts out of the subconscious and rewiring it? What What do you mean by that? Uh, in one word, neuroplasticity. So, you know, when, when we go through life, you know, our, our spongy brain, 25 brain isn't fully developed until 25. Right. So your, the brain is creating all these neural pathways all the time. Right. And it's, if, you know, A to B to C causality. So like, if I, if I do something over and over, you think of creating habits, right? Because the brain then links oh, if I do A, it leads to B and then C and then bam, it happens just like that, you know, so quick. And so I try to describe it to people like, you know, think of your your brain as a computer system and it has everything stored. And then there's so many shortcuts that you can use and it doesn't forget a single thing, not one thing. So even though you might not consciously remember things, maybe from your childhood, your brain has it all stored and that's default mode, you know, and it's going to go to default mode all the time if we're not bringing the subconscious to our conscious and becoming aware of who we are and what we do, why we do, and we're just floating along, we will always go to default. So default is going to be, you know, zero to 25 or zero to 20 or zero to 15 when you developed patterns and habits, maybe for survival, maybe to fit in, maybe to be liked, maybe to, 
you know, um, not get in trouble, whatever it may be, we developed habits and we developed a worldview of why things work the way they do in this world. And just because we developed them doesn't mean that they were healthy. They just worked at that time in our life for whatever reason, based on our life circumstances, right? So what, what default mode we may have set and programmed in that computer, we will keep operating off of like forever until we decide, oh, that pattern isn't good and healthy for me. It might've like been beneficial for whatever reason when I was nine years old, but it, it's not necessary anymore. It's actually causing problems in my life. But until we identify it and until we figure out okay, this is how it developed. And until we then replace it with a different, a healthier adult brain thinking pattern, we will always fall back onto what we were programmed to do in those younger years. So insight alone doesn't, doesn't do it. It helps. Like it, it, it's helpful to say, like, okay, I see this pattern in my life, whether it's in my career or I see this pattern in my relationships or whatever, I keep doing the same thing over and over again. And then you can recognize that and you can have this insight and you can say, oh, I bet it's because of X, Y, and Z. I bet that's why I do this. Only to find yourself doing that same thing again six months later, even though you're, you're consciously aware of it now, but we are driven and we are operating off of default mode until we rewire that thought process, until we go in and we, we tap in and we integrate that mind-body experience. You know, we feel those emotions physically and we allow that and we sit with that and we let the brain take over and we let the brain process through of, okay, what, what happened back when and why I developed that doesn't serve me anymore. In fact, you know, maybe sometimes it's, it's shifting responsibility of our experiences or it's forgiving ourselves, or whatever the brain needs to do to be able to clear those out, let them go. I'm not talking about forget them. You, you know, you're not going to forget your experiences. You're just going to let them go, release them and replace them with a healthier um, thinking pattern based on your current age and your current life experiences, not based on, you know, seven, 17 year old you. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I have a weird analogy here. So correct me if I I'm getting this wrong, but it's almost like, so I understand a little bit about how software works, but I'm not like an expert by all means, but pretty much how that works is People like, you know, you code, you, like you said, insert habits, insert, if you do this, then this will happen type of thing. Yeah. And uh, eventually you'll get bugs in the code because you do something new, you insert something new and it just, the two codes won't work. Right. And then eventually you're going to have to either get rid of it or change it, the code that was previously there. So it's almost like updating your software. I know that's probably yes. a horrible analogy. No, that's perfect. I like it. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, it's exactly right. You know, because like, for example, um, let's say there's a strained there. Let's just say there's a, an abusive relationship with a parent growing up. There's whether it's emotional, physical, whatever, there's an abusive relationship with a parent. And so therefore you developed patterns and relationships to protect yourself from this parent. Right. Well, that was necessary when you were in a, when you were a dependent and you were 
living with that parent every day. But then you find yourself at 20, 25, 30, 35, getting into relationships only to have them result in the same way, maybe not a good way, because your your settings are still set to protect, defend, don't trust, you know, all these things. You're not, you're, you're doing what you've been programmed to do, you know, and you're trying to keep yourself safe, but it won't work in a, in an intimate dating relationship. It was only the, it was only the standard and only the programming that was necessary to survive that parental relationship. So yeah, we got to reprogram and upgrade and otherwise it'll be the same result in relationships over and over again. Yeah. Thank you for uh, obviously making my example a lot better and clearing up uh, and using better words there. So uh, I kind of want to keep heading down this road and I kind of want to get more of your thoughts on uh, what what is... All right. I, so I, I guess I have something else, but I kind of want to switch gears here. But uh, so I've actually noticed something. I feel like a lot of people are especially in today's day and age i interact with a lot of people that are going to college high school kids like i'm definitely that bridge i'm 19 and they're like uh the thing i notice is there's a lot of people that lack self-confidence and that's what you do so i kind of want to hear what your advice would be for people that are that age groups like 18 to 24 how would you help them boost their self-confidence okay so um to start with, it'd be like I said, the assessment and those basics, like how are you taking care of yourself, right? Because here's the thing, if you want to work on self-confidence, but you're eating fast food every day and you're not working out and you're gaining weight and you feel sluggish and tired and like, you're, you're never going to feel confident if your body is, is wearing you down, right? You're not going to feel confident if you're getting three hours of sleep every night. Like, you got to take care of your body first. You've got to like, you know, and then it's, you know, especially at your age, it's an exploration. You guys are at very, it's, it's identity. Who am I? Right. So the confidence, I mean, that's going to waver no matter what anyway, because that's a struggle figuring out who am I? That's a big, you know, that's a big question. Who am I? What are my morals, my values? Who do I want to be? So that's a process anyway, but trying to dig into that, like putting an effort into it instead of just floating along, like, who am I? What are my belief systems? What are my my morals, my, my values, my worldview, spirituality, religion, whatever it may be? Um, and if you don't know, that's okay. But go exploring, you know, start to explore. There was in my 20s, I was I was bopping around in like different, you know, 30 different churches in, in Brooklyn, New York and Manhattan trying to be like, what do what what works for me, you know, and um, for me, it ended up not being a specific re religion, more of a spirituality and a, more of a new age path, but to each their own. And the most important thing is figuring that out, whatever it may be for you. So put the effort in. But then the other part would be, OK, so um, and I do I, I map this out step by step, almost in my book, The Therapize Yourself, which you were taught that book that I just released on Amazon. And so it, it goes into more detail of this process specifically. Um, but then we would start with, okay, what's your problem? Confidence. All right. What does that make you feel about yourself? Not what does it make you feel like sad or low self-esteem? What does it make you feel about yourself and who you are? Because confidence is a big, vague thing. And what does that exactly mean? You know, so when you feel like, 
when you think about, I, I struggle with confidence and it makes me feel like I am, you know, what? Fill in the blank. Not good enough, weak, um, ugly, stupid, whatever it may be. Usually whatever people, their, their, their issue, their problem that they're presenting with, that's the surface level issue. And there's layers underneath that. So, you know, um, you could say, you know, yours was confidence, but let's say, um, we're going to, we're going to bring someone in that's struggling with relationships. Well, what do you, what do you feel when you think about your relationships or your relationships patterns? What do they make you feel about yourself, who you are? I'm not lovable. I'm damaged goods. You know, we can break it down to a, a deeper core belief system there. And so you want to start with the problem, but then really delve in and be honest and vulnerable with yourself about what the true, what the true belief and feeling underneath that is. And that's, that's uncomfortable to do, right? Like it's hard to admit like those lower level, deeper level, like feelings about ourselves, but that's step one. All right. Yeah. I, as I, you were talking about that, what came to my mind was it's, I, I want to hear what you think about this, but as human beings, do we almost put up layers of defenses almost like to protect ourselves from having those conversations from saying, wait, what am I really? And really diving into what you were saying there. I, I, I kind of want to hear what you have to say about that. Oh yeah, that's ego, right? The ego wants to fill in the gaps in the story to, you know, good and bad, you know, to make sense of the world, to protect ourselves. And the ego, you know, has a bad rap, but really it's just trying to make sense of the unknowns and the uncertainties and things and how the world operates and where we fit into it, which on some level is, you know, definitely necessary. But when ego gets in the way is when we have to protect that image or that belief system or that, you know, um, whatever we, that story that we've told ourselves about who we are and the way we work and the way the world works. If, if the ego gets challenged of like, okay, that's not who I am because that's not what I've told myself and that doesn't feel right and fit in and it gets challenged, we we do anything and everything to protect and avoid and shut down and not go there where if you really want to get to know yourself, that means looking at what we call the shadow side, the, the, the parts of ourselves. We have a zillion different parts of ourselves and we all have the good and we have the bad. So think yin yang, light and dark, good and bad. Every single one of us has it, Right. And so if you really want to get to know yourself, you got to break down that ego a little bit, get uncomfortable, tell yourself the truth about the parts of yourself that are like less than desirable because we all have them. But that's the only way that you're going to begin to heal and work on and prove and, and bring those parts into the light and make them better, you know, as if you actually face them and admit that they're there and, and deal with them. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with everything you just said there. Uh, what, what came to my mind was uh, ownership. Like, I feel like you need to take ownership of yourself, not have it rely on other people and say, hey, this is my problem or this is something I need to fix myself and take responsibility for to move forward and progress in life and have great relationships. And I, I really like that you touched on that. So kind of as we're wrapping up here, I want to get your final thoughts. And that is what piece of advice would you give to someone that's struggling and just what piece of advice would you give to the world? Okay. So 
Um, you know, a little bit of a summary of everything we said. Look at mind, body, spirit. Evaluate those, you know, areas of your life. Take care of your body. If you if you got to start in one place and you don't know where to start, take care of your body. Start there. I really like to start with the eat, sleep, and exercise. But at the end of the day, the 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 whole the whole thing is like we've been talking about that awareness and find yourself, know who you are. So my my strongest recommendation is to go on that journey of finding your true self. But here's the thing, we come out knowing exactly who we are. So really, I, I want people to go back on that journey to find who they are, who they were originally before um, you know, the industrial world drills into our life experiences and tells us who we are supposed to be, right? So finding your true self, going on that journey to find your true self or your truth is really just a coming home. It's coming back to who you already know you are. You have all your answers. Nobody out there has them. No expert has them. No doctor, no therapist, no anything has your answers. You have the answers. So the journey is coming back to your true self, which means undoing the programming that, you know, we go to school or, you know, as we, we go through life and in our society, you're supposed to go through school, you're supposed to go to college, you're supposed to get that job, you're supposed to make this amount of money, drive that car, get married, have three kids, do all the things, right? And we live our life based on what we're supposed to do or what others think and what we're told and what, you know, allows us to fit in or whatever. So my biggest recommendation is to push past all of that and come back to your answers and your truth and your happiness because you came in this world with them and, and the journey is to find them again. So get back to your true self. Yeah, thank you for that. I think that's some advice that I think a lot of people can take to heart. And I think you summed it all and tied it in a nice big bow really well there at the end. And I, I really like the thoughts that you've been given here today. So if anyone wants to like reach out to you or like get in contact with you, do business with you, what is the best way for them to reach out or get a hold of you? Yeah, the two spots that I probably um, check the most and are going to be the most available one, my website, my website, carryleaf.com. Um, and then my Instagram would be the other one, um, at Carrie Leaf Coaching. So www.carryleaf.com or the Instagram at Carrie Leaf Coaching. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, thanks for that. And you also, if I'm correct, you released the book by now. I know I reached yeah. out to you later, but they can just find that on Amazon, Audible, all of that, right? That's right. On Amazon, Therapize Yourself, either paperback or Audible. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed hearing what you've had to say. So yeah, just thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. So everyone, as you can tell, that is Carrie Leaf. And as you can tell, she is an intelligent person and she has great things to say. So take her advice, learn and just keep going on and having intelligent conversations. Tune in to next week's episode. We have a great guest lined up. And thank you guys for listening. Let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. 
If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and there should be a form there for you guys to fill out. Thank you guys again and let's get after it.